welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of A Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. This is Mike Delisio, as always, joined with Sebastian Dennison. Seb, how the heck are you? I am absolutely blown away by our guest today, and I am humbled by their knowledge. That's how I'm feeling. And it's pretty awesome because yeah. this is a, this is a shift of gears for us. Um, this episode is going to be focused on innovation, and just to chat a bit more about our partnership. About two and a half years ago, we launched a strategic partnership with Flactech, and they are the innovators of. Bladeless speed mixing, um, their unit that we started carrying about two and a half years ago was a pretty big journey for us as we ventured into different dosage forms, um, different mixing speeds, and really focusing on delivering something that was brand new to the pharmacy space. Uh, Fortunately, we've been blessed with an amazing partnership, and we'd like to welcome Dale Flackett, who is original founder of the organizational Flactech. So Dale, welcome to the podcast, and we're also joined with Matt Gross, who serves as manager for Flactech Speed Mixer as well. So welcome to the both of you. Thank you very much. Nice yeah, thanks on. for having us. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I, I also had a great opportunity to record a live webinar with Matt. So, you know, just in preparing for something like that, we had to really think about, you know, how much has changed since we launched what Flactech was all about, what the speed mixer was all about. We often refer to terms like bladeless mixing. And what does that mean? Um, I'm not going to get into the details. I think that's why we wanted to have you guys today join us to tell our audience um, really what's so special about the company. But Dale, before we even get into it, maybe you can shed some light on some of the history and some of the the other domains that you work in. Because pharmacy compounding is only a part of what you do. And I think hearing about the company history, why this is important for pharmacists and for technicians is really the cool part that we wanted our audience to get a better understanding about. Yep. Well, the first thing, I'm a silicon person, construction and aerospace, automotive silicon, one and two part RTVs. But the first application for the speed mixer was in silicones uh, using basically translucent silicone and coloring it which is actually very similar to the drug application because you're taking 99% of a translucent silicone and putting half a percent of a color in it, spinning it around and getting a perfect mix, perfect mix without any air, which is basically what you're going to do when you have your, your creams with your actives or your, your powders. So it's very similar uh, kind of application, but totally different market, obviously. So we've been in every market since then, from sealants, coatings, inks, paints, uh, much more industrialized, and then probably moved into the cosmetics and pharmaceutical, you know, you know, big pharma, and then eventually into combating pharmacies. So we do a lot of uh, cannabis-type things, which are a little bit related to combating pharmacies, and uh, pretty much can mix anything and. We always say uh, bladeness mixing or non-invasive mixing. We don't want to touch it, which is always good if you're putting something that you're going to put on a body and you don't want to have blades or anything that might have not been cleaned cleaned right. So you should have a perfectly clean mix every time. 
So Matt, and thanks, Dale, because I think it's pretty cool to hear about what the capabilities are, even outside of, you know, our space, our domain. Matt, your history and your background is pretty cool, too. So I wanted to get the opportunity to learn more about where you come from, how playlist mixing was important, both for, you know, the development and things that you were trying to work on, and then how you and Dale came together. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks again for having us. Um, I started my career path out in the uh, aerospace world. I was a materials engineer for an aerospace firm out in Colorado and had a task of developing new space um, coatings for various applications on satellites and other instrumentation that was going to be in orbit around the Earth or in other extreme space environments and sort of quickly found out that it didn't matter how good my chemistry was. It was maybe just as important to have an adequate processing technique and be able to repeatedly mix the materials, um, not just by myself in the lab, but then also pass off that process to other engineers and chemists to um, repeat my formula and then eventually produce it in a repeatable way that we'd get the same results. And um, I struggled with being able to do that for quite some time and eventually uh, met Dale through searching the internet and he came out um, in a, what is now a famous visit to my company and not just sold me a product that worked, but really lended his knowledge and his technical background and his exposure to all these different industries that we work in to help me solve my problem as an engineer or as a, as a scientist. And obviously we, outside of that, also hit it off on a, um, I guess, a relational and friendship level. And fast forward 10, 12 years, here we are. So I find it really interesting that we're bringing this sort of level of technology down to the pharmacy. And Gus has talked about this before in some of our understanding of where the FDA wants to have that consistency and that reproducibility because I got a lot of time to understand it uh, when we were in Vegas, but I'm asking you, explain it to our, to our podcast listeners, really and truly the technology behind the, this incredible mixing machine because it's just, it's wild when you hear about it. I think the difference is the in every other mixer, the blade is moving or even if it's a spatula, the spatula is moving and the cup is still. Whereas in this mixing, the cup is moving. So the best, the best way I always explain it in terms of people that were mixing, like aerospace people mixing two-part epoxies with a, a wooden stick and a paper cup. When they've mixed it, they've basically mixed it the best they can, maybe five minutes, pick the sides, and everything they can. When this, they pour it out and cure it, it sort of works. What's left in the cup is always curing, but it's always sticky and there's always patches, particularly on the sides or the bottom where it doesn't cure. And once you use a speed mixer and speed mix it, when you whatever's left over cures as good as whatever you poured out. And you can normally, if it's not sticking to the, uh, to the polypropylene cup, you can just peel it out and you have a mold, uh, a mold of the inside of the cup, perfectly mixed. Even uh, that is the worst part of the mix. I think it's a combination of obviously, you know, centrifugal forces, G forces, but the whole the cup is spinning, moving all the materials simultaneously rather than having a blade hitting a specific part of a material. 
Yeah. And what Dale's describing there is the heart of that is the DAC or the, the DAC, the dual asymmetric centrifuge, um, which is the mechanism um, that is spinning the cup both clockwise and counterclockwise and creating the, the flow path for the material to um, fold upon itself and um, shear past itself to create the homogenous mix everywhere in the cup, not just in the center or on the top or the bottom, but you know the sides, the corners, everywhere in the cup um, will we'll ultimately get that um, same pharmaceutically elegant uh, mix when you're done. So I think that that's where I was going with this is we're, we're seeing this change from what we were doing, mortar and pestle, glass to glass or wedgewood, and just that hand mixing, so to speak, to the blades, which was a huge step in technology. But this iteration is literally bringing aerospace and uh, industrial level directly to benchtop compounding pharmacies. And, and that useful consistency now provides us sort of a basis as to where we can grow from in the, in the compounding world. Um, and, and Matt, I'm going to ask you a little bit more. Um, with your background, what do you see as the most exciting application in our world at this point? Um, I mean, I mean, just sort of piggyback on what you said there. I always joke, and Dale does the same, you know, our biggest competitor is the Popsicle Stick and the Dixie Cup. And that was, that was my world when I joined, um, you know, into the aerospace sector. We were bonding the mirrors for the James Webb Space Telescope that had been mixed with, for lack of a better term, a Popsicle Stick and a Dixie Cup, and um, bringing the repeatability of, of this technology into the aerospace world really changed the robust, uh, the robustness of the process to, to be able to rely on a, a perfect mix every time. Um, fast forward to your question, that's, that's the most exciting thing for me is to see an industry that might have relied on you know, a certain lab technician or a certain day of the week to do a certain process, to not have um, a company that needs to rely on a specific um, personnel resource, but rather can rely on a, a, a process that, that lies inside of a machine to give them the result that they need. So sort of taking the, the human approach or the human element out of uh, a mixing process and allowing it to be repeatable through technology is the most exciting uh, thing that I see for the pharmaceutical, compounding pharmaceutical industry. I think also batch sizes. I mean, if you think of a conventional mixer, obviously if you've got a cup, it's the cup. But if you put drink by a planetary mixer or any kind of mixer, you have a finite size. Here you actually can change the cup size from a thimble to a, you know, a larger cup, whatever size machine you have. And the other thing, by changing the container you're mixing in, I always say you can mix uh, theoretically poison uh, in one batch and food in the next batch. And as long as you change the cup, there's not a problem because the machine itself is not seeing what's being mixed. The cup is what's seeing what's been seeing mixed, which obviously then bodes well for combining pharmacies because you're getting a, a clean, perfect mix every time. So let's talk about the reproducibility of results and kind of, I, I alluded to our partnership. We've been working together for quite some time. What has this meant for PCCA members and, and for users of the FlacTech Speed Mixer? Because I know we have a formulations and R&D team that spend a tremendous amount of effort and resources to 
look at specific formulas from a validation point of view, trying to achieve the same reproducible results using similar ingredients, our ingredients for that matter, um, depending on whether it's a base and active ingredients that are being used routinely. Uh, we currently have 41 formulations, and I know that provides a date stamp. So, you know, from the moment of recording, we have 41. This list will be ever-growing. It's, it's also an opportunity for compounding pharmacies to also work with us and allow us to maybe work on things from, you know, the back end to see what can be done, what can't be done. Um, we've seen amazing results across a variety of dosage forms. Um, what does this mean in your space as well, whether it's pharmacy compounding or outside of it, that, you know, achieving similar results over and over again, and, and how important is that to the end user, and in our case, our patients, and to the physicians that depend on it getting a reproducible result? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's everything to us is um, someone being able to rely on a process and a speed and a time and a cup size and amount of material to, to get the same result. And I always say that, you know, we're mixing experts and you happen to be experts in your chemistry. And in this case, PCCA happens to be experts in the field of compounding pharmacy. So Dale and myself and, you know, our team and a company as a whole can help figure out, you know, what the best mix is and maybe the recipe. Um, and then when you partner that with someone like PCCA to validate the results and to test the result, it, it sort of speaks for itself of um, why this, this technology is so useful for so many people, because even a, you know, a third party, even outside of PCCA can now validate, yeah, this cup is perfectly homogenous when you're done mixing, you know, top to bottom to middle to center of the cup. Yeah. I think that's a really great point too. You know, we talk about the validation, the formulation preparation on our end. Um, we also send all of the results to third-party labs. So we're looking for potency results, but also content uniformity. And I think that's a really, really big sticking point as well, is that we can discuss what the potency levels are throughout the mixture um, and ensure that, you know, every single one of our members who do acquire a machine have access to these formulations. And there's also a really cool interface. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that as well. Um, that preloads a lot of the formulations that we've already validated and then also allows the user to customize additional formulations. Maybe you guys can, I know without visuals, it's always a really hard thing to do. We're, we're obviously an audio only platform. So in this capacity, I would probably encourage anyone who does have interest to go on and, and find the webinar that we just recorded um, with Matt. But from, I guess you can, I'll put it this way. Try to be the best storytellers you can be to explain what the machine looks like and give everyone a better understanding of how a pharmacy would work, would work with the machine as well as with the interface. Basically, every, every method that you have, determine, first of all, you start with the cup size and how much you're putting in it, and then you're going to have different speeds and different times. So if you can imagine a, a screen that's, I always think it's like a, the exercise bike going up the hill, you would do different mixing speeds for different times depending what you're mixing and those are the kind of things that your guys in the lab have figured out so when the machine is set up you can take a formulation and you can program in just by touching the screen uh the speeds and the times and you could have one speed and one time and you could have 10 speeds and 10 different times throughout the program so 
it's just basically if you just imagine a, like a staircase and you're just pushing a button and the a number comes up and you put in whatever 1500 rpm enter then you put in 10 seconds enter and then you put in 2000 rpm enter it's very easy to do and then you can save it and you can have theoretically if you have 41 products you could have 41 programs you probably only need about five but uh, and you can always have as many as you need but it's very easy and it's you know once once we can either do it for you or you can do it for them it's done it set up and then once you've got a few programs in it's very easy to add to it and i think that's one of the cool things by pairing with pcta who's developing these formulas they're built out they're easy to follow and literally we've, we've made it so easy to use and incorporate into the pharmacy practice and of course we've targeted our most common formulas that would probably be most beneficial from having that consistency so hormones to suspension to uh, pain gels it's, it's lots of fun uh dale how did you where did this start for you because i think a lot of people like to hear this information because i know you said you started in the epoxy world but uh, you kind of brought me back and you said this is what i was doing and i was looking at this and this is how it, how it really relates to pharmacy um do you, do you care to share any of that at this point well, the original, first of all, I'm a mad scientist, chemist anyway, silicone, and I've made silicone sealants uh, in Germany in the 80s, where a batch would have maybe anywhere from five to ten different ingredients, and a kilo batch would take you two, two to three hours. And then uh, when this, I discovered this machine back in the late, well, mid-late 90s, a very simple machine that had the same had the, the concept but it didn't have any of the capabilities so it was, you've got to have, be able to change the accelerations you've got to be able to change the speeds and times and everything it got you to the position where you could mix anything and i always sort of say the objective is always to mix it in one touch and there's, a, there's obviously a few exceptions when you, you can't do that but 95 percent of the time if you get the program right it's just put it in and hit the button and it will change speeds and times and voila, you get your product out. So it was a combination of, you know, my background being silicone, it's not that hard, not much further away from compounding because it's basically adding polymers, fillers, additives, and mixing it all homogeneous without, without air, which is exactly what people are doing in the compounding pharmacy. So it's just I, a, I think the key there was the five or six ingredients. People are kind of like, ooh, I can mix that many. Yeah, cool. Pretty awesome. And sometimes you put them all in together, and sometimes you do one after the other. And that's another capability the machine has. You can, if you're going to do one after the other, you can click a button where it'll always stop and open after every ingredient so that you can basically do a program of five different ingredients. So you push the button, it mixes the first two, stops, opens, you put the next one in. Or if you're going to put them all in together, you can click the button and either mix it all at one speed or mix it at different speeds within the same push. So you again, you're just going to make the program fit whatever the the formulation is. And the compounding pharmacy himself doesn't really have to uh, themselves don't have to um, do that much uh, work, and all the optimization hopefully has already been done in advance. So I know you two gentlemen are together today, um, and you guys. Obviously, took time out of your schedule to be with us and to record for all of our audience. Um, 
Maybe you can talk about the manufacturing side too. Uh, you're both in Denver, Colorado currently. Uh, that's where the machines are are fabricated and manufactured within the United States. Maybe you could talk more about your plant and then also from a support point of view, how you also uh, manage the North American market. Okay, let Matt talk about the production. Yeah, sure. Our production facility is located 20 minutes north of Denver in uh, Louisville, Colorado, which is um, effectively a suburb of, of Boulder. And we're in the Colorado Technology Center. And pretty much, um, you know, 90 plus percent of our parts come from about a 20 mile radius of our production facility. And what that means to us is we have a, a hyper local supply chain. So we can work very closely with our suppliers um, and work with them to deliver the quality and the quantity and the exact style part we want. Um, that's something we're really proud of as the manufacturer that we treat our suppliers um, like partners. And doesn't matter if we're ordering a, you know, a screw or a body or you know a certain style um, CNC part. Um, we typically have a relationship with that supplier, and we work to make sure that um, both people are benefiting from um, our, you know, ultimate relationship of building this machine. Uh, I feel like we've built a great culture of people that love to be um, coming to work every day, and they're presented with challenges that um, help them grow as individuals as well as um, in their ultimate career paths. And, um, you know, our philosophy is we revolve around you and that you can be the customer, uh, meaning that, you know, we're coming in each and every day to make sure that we're building the world's best uh, instruments and machines to um, impact the, the end user. So when everyone walks in the door, that's what they're sort of signing up to do. Um, and then we sort of flip that we revolve around you um, and look inward at the employee and our, uh, um, our teammates, as we call them, to make sure that we're also providing what our teammates uh, need each and every day to, to have a long, meaningful career with us. You know, it's awesome. And I know you obviously touched as, as to where you're located uh, just outside the Boulder, Denver area. Um, and we commented this when I started the podcast, but you guys work across so many different domains. It's, it's kind of astounding to hear the size of the organizations that you work with. And for confidentiality purposes, we won't say much, but Matt, you just snuck in something really small earlier during your intro, uh, talking about the fact that you worked on the James Webb telescope. And I know that's a big deal nowadays. Everyone just got exposed to the power of that, what that telescope is, uh, which is pretty mind blowing, but nevertheless, you guys work with billions upon billions of dollars worth of equipment and individuals that um, put an importance on quality amongst anything else. Uh, can you share openly some of the areas that you guys work on? Um, and like I say, we don't have to share any company names or anything specific, but just to give uh, an indication or a better understanding of the size of companies that actually work with FlacTech specifically and put the trust in your reliability and in the final outcome of product. You want to say that, Matt? Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I think our, our market count is, we're, we're all well over about 40 different um, market segments. You know, I'm talking, Dale sort of mentioned this earlier, from aerospace to pharmaceutical to inks and cosmetics, um, pigments, energetics, um, 
And all these different industries typically see um, one of the few different value propositions for why they're built buying the machine. So some people just want their material mixed quick. Um, some people need their material mixed very repeatably. Some people need their material mixed in a way that there's no contamination or cleanup afterwards. Um, and some people need the combination of all the things that I just mentioned. Um, so it depends on what industry segment we're working in. Um, but I don't think there's any, any industry segment that we work in that people aren't excited about the, you know, the absolute um, sort of the chase or the pursuit of perfection in the mix. Meaning we can typically ultimately hit a higher quality mix than they were ever able to achieve um, otherwise before, before we showed up and started to work with them. So what that means for someone, you know, like a contractor that's working on the James Webb Space Telescope um, or, uh, you know, a company that's working with, um, you know, an implantable, implantable medical device, when you're mixing and de developing a, a process for them, you're sort of handing off the keys to something that they can trust um, to, to do what the test and the results showed of the, you know, the initial mix for the lifetime of that product. So, you know, whether it's Joe or Sally or whoever doing the mix and hitting the, the buttons and as long as they put the correct material, the correct weights and the correct cup in the machine, they're expecting those perfect results afterwards. And, you know, we show up at companies on a you know, daily basis throughout the United States and throughout the world demoing our technology, not, not just so that people believe what we say, but so that they can actually see what we say. And when we do our demo, you know, see for themselves, here's the results, here's the time it took. Now go do your testing, do your analytical chemistry on it, to your, you know, your quantitative characterization afterwards to prove to yourself that, you know, that our website, the things that we said on our website, the things that we said on the phone, or the things we said over email is true. And you are getting that perfect mix. And, you know, for me, I, I always believe uh, when I go in that it, that it is going to work and that, you know, how we mix it is going to be perfect. But on a, you know, daily basis, I still get excited when I see the results come in of another perfect mix or, you know, we leave a sample behind and someone does the test and it, it did come out just like we thought, or it came out better than they expected. So um, yeah, that's, I guess that's what it means to be able to work with these large companies and to sort of have to step up to the plate and the proofs in the pudding. Um, there's no sales pitch there. It's really solving their problems and letting them prove it to themselves that it did what we said it was going to do. It's awesome, Matt. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot. By all means, if something's going to space, we know how important that is and how costly it could be. So we'll, we'll leave, uh, We'll leave the mystery for everyone's imagination. But, you know, yeah. thinking about next steps as well, when an individual does buy a unit from us, we've, we've sold so many over the last two years. It's been quite amazing. A lot of these folks have worked directly with you as well. Um, whether it's when the unit arrives, how you guide them through a virtual setup, or potentially having somebody local in a field also come in, drop by, uh, and to facilitate that process. It's been quite seamless. So I just want to make a, make that overall comment as well, that we try to put as much guidance and support into both the ordering process as well as the delivery and what it means to be, you know, final implementation and get the unit up and running. There, there's so much there. And I think the big takeaway is connecting with a member of our sales team, 
they're going to be ultimately the quarterback between all parties to make sure that, you know, the unit arrives, there's nothing wrong with it, it meets everybody's satisfaction, and then can be installed and set up pretty easily and pretty efficiently. The, um, I would say the biggest takeaway, especially from what our place is, within the overall process is the ability to also do demos. So if there's any interest uh, from an individual who is looking at potentially adding this piece of equipment to do a variety of things within the pharmacy, they can also work directly with our formulations and R&D team. Um, member of our sales team will also be present to answer any specific questions relating to ordering, but we also have the ability to show you how the unit works, more of a virtual Zoom call show and tell. Uh, to really see whether or not this unit could be for you. So that's kind of a message for our audience is that we try to do as much as possible to showcase the unit, its capabilities, what is possible and the possibilities relating to, you know, different dosage forms within the pharmacy setting. That's really where we come in. And then we can also share the expertise of what's worked really well, what potentially is not ideal. Um, but the reality is, you know, so many formulations are different and looking at the final outcome is the most utmost importance for us. So that's kind of how we all fit into this, this great song and dance um, by all parties. And Dale's sort of the, I mean, he is the godfather, the, the founder of the demo and why the demo is so important. And I mean, he can tell you to this day why that's such a cornerstone of the company and why we believe in being able to do that um, and work with the customer before they ultimately buy. We always call, we call it the famous thing, the look. So if you, if you walk in and people are skeptical, even if you just do a, a demo with silicone and color, very basic, uh, and you put it together and you, you mix it for 20 seconds and you get the cup out and you show it to them, they have the, what are, you know, the interest level suddenly gets peaked and they have this kind of between sort of surprised, amazed look. And you know, once they have the look, they're, they're hooked. So it's, it's a good, that's why demos are so important. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about it, but you've got to show it. Yeah, and I think that, that resonates with me because I remember when we launched the unit, it literally was just on the front end of the pandemic. So we weren't able to really do much show and tell face-to-face. -face. took a while for even us to get familiar with one another. Uh, we didn't have the ability to see each other live. And, and now after going through multiple trade shows this summer, seeing the unit in action, seeing some of the cool things that you guys were able to mix up in person, I probably had that same look. And I think that's what our members look for. And I think the, the most probably one of the most important factors as well is that everyone always talks about innovation. And we talked about this in the webinar. Uh, most pharmacists have an eagerness to try to find the next big thing, something that, you know, creates far more efficiency, more productivity, reduces time overall. We know that staffing is a potential concern, especially where we're at in 2022. We see some small pharmacies that are one man or one woman operations that, they have to operate their lab. They have to spend more time filling overall prescriptions and taking care of the pharmacy itself. So for them, a unit like this saves them an incredible amount of time that they can make a variety of things throughout the course of a day and not have to worry about, you know, labor and, and hiring additional uh, manpower or woman power. The reality is they have the ability to do a lot more, be far more efficient as a one-person operation. And then you think of, the very large compounding pharmacies who are doing hundreds of scripts across different dosage forms, these are also individuals that see a mega benefit from having the ability 
to just cut down on so much time, whether it's a powder mixture, whether it's preparing an emulsion or a different type of cream or a suppository or trochee, you know, the list goes on and on. Also oral suspension. So there's just a variety of things you can do. You can shave time across the board. And I think that's what that demo allows an individual to finally realize is the power of efficiency, the power of productivity. But overall, there's probably so much that an individual can learn. You know, this podcast is just a means of creating the awareness. But I think for next steps, um, for those that want to learn more about the company, where is the best website or the best location to learn more about Flactech in general? And then we'll talk about more about how they can learn more about the unit that we carry as well. Website, speedmixer.com. It's fairly simple. Uh, and that has mostly about the mixes. Not that much. I don't think about the companies, a little bit of history in there. That's awesome. But I'm sure we're doing a lot more marketing and promotions now that Mac can talk a little bit more about than I can. What do you guys got going on that's that's really big and important that you have the ability to share? And if you don't, don't worry about it. We can just skip right over that question. Yeah, I mean, I, I just say more nebulously, um, I feel like we're just getting our feet under us as far as where we're going next um, in, or, or rather what we'll be able to bring to the uh, these various industries next. Um, with the next generation mixers um, and different interfaces and, and abilities to integrate them into different parts of the workflow, um, you know, softwares and other analytical, um, um, you know, computer controls that maybe pharmacists and other industry folks are, are used to using and we'll be excited to roll that kind of thing out in the, the coming months and being able to partner with someone like PCCA is uh, the perfect avenue to, to push those things out. Um, so as much as we talked about you know, the demo and the in-person experience, one of the, the beautiful things about partnering with a well-known and reputable company like PCCA is that, um, you know, their reputation is also in the line when they say this works and we've tested it. And, you know, I'm sure Mike and, you know, your team would stand behind all the testing you've done and the validation that you've done. So um, it's not like you need to bypass the demo by any means, but you've got someone that said, um, hey, we validated this on our own and you guys have trusted us for years as PCCA and we're here to stand by what we said and um, this thing works. One of the reasons we enjoy doing business is, um, is to enjoy working with people that we're in business with. And one of the things about the compounding pharmacy industry that's so fun is because they're all sort of locally owned and there's so many owners and founders, you know, being able to go into each one of these stores, you sort of get to reignite the passion of that, you know, ownership and business mentality and entrepreneurship and um, getting to engage with someone that's, you know, at the helm and wants to push the business forward and find new efficiencies. And that's, that's one of my joys of getting to work in compounding pharmacy is getting that exposure to, you know, the ownership level in, in a business uh, and seeing their passion about what we can help them do. So I think that's yeah. something fun that we offer as well. It's really well said. And once again, that just bleeds into the fun that we have working with independent community pharmacies and you know, members in general. And you guys have been such a, a natural fit to all that. So it's it's worked out so well. You've obviously met members from coast to coast and have the ability to see what these units look like in their pharmacies. And for those that are wondering where to learn more, you can either visit speedmixer.com as Dale shared. That's a great place to learn more about the company. And then when it comes to the unit that we carry as well, uh, once you're within 
the PCCRX.com portal. You can simply look up Speed Mixer in the product search, and it'll bring you directly to that product page. I did make reference to the fact that uh, Matt and myself just recorded a webinar, which was a far more detailed, in-depth view of the unit. This is the best place to learn more about the machine itself and the piece of equipment that you can add to the pharmacy. And then there is also the ability to schedule that demo, uh, clicking on a QR code and then having the ability to go directly through the website and scheduling a demo with a member of our team. Um, and then in the potential complex situation where you'd love to learn more about what these FlacTech speed mixer can do, we can also ensure that Dale and Matt are also involved. I know I kind of put you guys on the on the on the hook for that, but I know you've been so willing to work with some of our members and learning more about certain certain things that can be done and certain things that we do get questions on. You guys have been amazing to work with and also just wanted to thank the both of you to take the time out of your schedule to be with us today because it does give uh, some great insight into, into the world of innovation and what it means to the world of compounding pharmacy. Pleasure, thank guys. You, Mike. No, my pleasure. Thanks again, Matt and Dale. It's been great to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Till next time. Bye, Seb. Thanks to our listeners out there. It's a pleasure that you guys had the ability to listen on to this episode. As always, uh, don't forget to subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. Follow us along on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Until next time, this is Mike Delisi, and we thank you again for listening.